The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me today is uh, my good friend, my pal, Mr. David Brick. David. Hey, buddy. I know we're coming off of a tough loss minutes ago, but uh, other than that, how are we feeling? Honestly, it's all I can think about. So bad. It's tough. Ah, oh, man, it's horrible. I'm just going to save my my rage for when we get to that game. All right, please do. <laughs> no, please do. Oh, gosh. It's just supposed to be therapeutic for all of us, you it's, know? This is my therapy, man. This I'm is glad. That's, you know, I'm glad you have that outlet, and I'm really glad you're a part of the team. It's been a lot of fun this year. I appreciate um, that. I've loved this. This has been great. Good. That makes me happy. Seriously. That makes me happy. I mean, what's better than two grown men bitching in a closet about football? <laughs> <laughs> That'll never get old. <laughs> no, probably not. You probably not in the closet. I mean, that's that's how we roll. That's yeah. how we roll here. I mean, it's fantastic. It is. Um, we have a buttload of games to talk about uh, this week, and of course, you know, as we always do, we're going to run through, give our give our thoughts and opinions on them, and uh, and you know, you know the deal. So, uh, let's start off with uh, Thursday night football, buddy. The uh, the the Minnesota Vikings hanging on. Yeah, to, uh, to win thirty six to twenty eight over the Pittsburgh Steelers, Minnesota now six and seven, Pittsburgh at six six and one. Um, not a good first half for for Pittsburgh, they, but they did make things uh, a little interesting at the uh, in, in that second half towards the end. Yeah, they, it was a crazy comeback. I was like, oh, here's the Steelers. Like, I I I don't know what to think of the Steelers this year because it's like they're just so up and down. Like, yeah, what they beat the Ravens and then they lose to the Vikings. They got like they were getting blown out in this game, and then all of a sudden it like they actually had a chance at the end. It was shy. It was it was a great comeback, but that first half was a snooze fest. Yeah, I actually fell asleep before this game started and woke <laughs> up to watch Minnesota winning. So really, po- you know, proving my point that it was a snooze fest. It was. It, it was it, it, before I even laid my eyes on it. I was out cold. Nice. Uh, yeah, most that, certainly it that was. Happens. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm just I'm an old man now, man. 30, 30, <laughs> I'm getting 30s, there. Thirty's the new seventy-two, brother. Thirty's yeah. the new seventy-two. I, I heard that, so <laughs> I, I, I think you're right. Yeah, dude. I mean, like Dalvin Cook was an animal in this game. He was super fun to watch. Um, made me kind of depressed that I don't have him in any fantasy league. But I, I just, uh, I don't know. I think any game you have Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball forty times, you're probably gonna lose. So. Yeah, that was a bunch. They, I mean, they did, they did in the playoff game last year. They got behind so much, they had to yeah. throw a ton, and it just threw off the rhythm. Right. But uh, we want to talk about Chase Claypool. Dude. <laughs> Brother, we want to talk about Chase Claypool and uh, not having good situational awareness with 40 seconds left and no timeouts in the middle of a two-minute drill. Yeah, it, and it's sad because, like, he went to Notre Dame, which is, like, you know, a pretty prestigious college. You think yeah. you know what the hell he's doing out there. Yeah, <laughs> it was... <laughs> Not intelligent at mm-hmm. all. 
It was not. Uh, for those who did not see, and I'm sure you've heard about it by now, if you if you find your way on the internet to find this podcast, I'm sure you know what happened. But Chase Claypool, um, yeah, Chase Claypool dancing and posing, caught a first down pass, and yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. So um, yeah, they messed up horribly. Kirk Cousins winning in prime time. I know that's a rare feat, but uh, he played all right. He played decently, I guess. Uh, both teams needed it. Yeah. Both teams needed it. Pittsburgh's kind of been bounced back uh, considerably yeah. in the playoff mix. Minnesota's right there, though. There's like five or six teams at six and seven right Yeah, now. I was going to say, Minnesota really, really needed this one. And, you know, I, I don't know I, I, I don't know the remaining schedule, but what, there's four games it's probably tough. I'm, I'm pulling it up now. They got two games against the Bears, which are winnable games, but then they got the Rams and Packers. So, like, they, they really needed this game. Not much room for error there. I don't know if 9-8 and eight gets you in the playoffs, but uh, they don't really have any room for error left. And the Steelers, they might be done too, man. They're 6-6-1, six, six and one, but they play the Titans, Chiefs, Browns, and Ravens. So, Kind of a hard stretch there for both teams. So this was really a game that uh, I feel like, you know, they were putting their heart on the line for it, except for Chase Claypool. And <laughs> they they both needed this win. Uh, I don't know. If I was to bet money, I would bet the Steelers not making the playoffs. Are they even in the top seven right now? No. They're probably that no, first they, team out. They right were now. up there. They are currently the 11th. They're currently okay. in the 11th spot. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, the 11th spot, looking in, playing, you know, Four teams that are potentially in the playoffs. Three definitely in the playoffs. One right outside it in the Browns. Like I don't, I don't see the Steelers getting there. I just don't think they're that good of a team this year. And the Vikings, they again, they ain't gonna beat the Packers and the Vi- and the and the Rams. I don't know. These two teams though, they they had a good game. Uh, Dalvin Cook looked awesome. Uh, Captain Kirk Cousins let me down in fantasy again. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty much my takeaway from it. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's yeah. Fantasy football, the Bills, man, I hate football. Why do I do this to myself? Because <laughs> you love it, I guess. You're. Uh, I had this conversation on another show. I do. You're a masochist. What's that mean? Uh, you're addicted to bodily harm. Oh, that's that. <laughs> you like bodily harm? You know what? I think I am because that's what football does to me. It's just <laughs> you know. And then I'm watching this game today, the Bills game. Not the segue, but. Watching this game and I'm, you know, I'm dozing off and we're getting our butts kicked and then it's like I already mentally accepted the loss at one point and then they come back and then I have to go re through that that hurt and pain when they lose in overtime and it's like I think I'm addicted to it. I think you're right. I think I you're think onto you're, something. Man. I think I am. You're a smart something. guy. I'm so, sometimes. Yeah. You know, I can be smart sometimes. <laughs> it I guess I'm all right. Uh, <laughs> scoring drives for this game, ladies and gentlemen. Minnesota first on the board. Kirk Cousins hits uh, Justin Jefferson for a 14-yard touchdown strike. Missed extra point, up 6-0. Then Greg Joseph, I think that's his name. Yep. I feel, okay. I messed up somebody's first name for the longest time last week. I, I figured it out last week, <laughs> and I already forgot who it was. Uh, <laughs> Greg Joseph, 38-yard field goal is good. 9 nothing lead. Second quarter, uh, Dalvin Cook for a 29-yard touchdown rush, 16 nothing lead. And then Cook off the right end for a 7-yard touchdown, 23-zip. Third quarter, Greg Joseph, 42-yard field goal and 25-yard field goal to go up 29-0. And then Pittsburgh starts to rally. Big Ben hits Najee Harris for a 3-yard touchdown. And then Najee off the uh, left guard for a 1-yard touchdown rush, 14-29 to at the end of the third, third quarter. Fourth quarter starts, Big Ben hits, uh, I believe that's James Washington. 
Jay Washington will roll with it. 30-yard touchdown. They are down 20-9. to Yeah, you got that right. Jay I did. Washington, yeah. Yes. Then <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Vikings put some more points on the board. Kirk Cousins hits uh, K.J. Osborne for a 62-yard touchdown to go up 36-20. And then the final point of the game, Big Ben hits Pat Fryermuth for a 15-yard touchdown. 36 to 28. You want to run through the stats, my man? Sure. Your passing leader for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, 28 to 40, 308 yards, three touchdowns, one INT. Um, your rushing leader is Najee Harris, 20 attempts, 94 yards, and a touchdown. In receiving, Chase Claypool, eight receptions, 93 yards. For the Vikings, Captain Kirk Cousins, 14 to 31, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Dalvin Cook with a day. 27 carries, 205 yards, two touchdowns, and your receiving leader is K.J. Osborne. Three receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And I love getting a notification that I am losing fantasy once again. (laughs) Oh, God. Great. Uh, Yeah, fun, fun, fun. (laughs) All right, we are moving on. NFC East matchup, a very, very big one um, at that. But Dallas getting the victory on the road, 27-20 to victory, uh, improving to 9-4. and Washington. Falls to six and seven on the week. Uh, pretty uh, gritty game. Very gritty game. I know at one point I looked at the stats and like Heineke was like two for twelve. Yeah, paint, and I was like, uh, like I I had a big decision between Antonio Gibson and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and every fantasy experts like Gibson top five, like Gibson, oh, Gibson. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I guess I'll just listen to these guys. They know, right? I bench. CEH, he's got like two touchdowns, rips it up, and Gibson gets me like three points. So yep. that's all that's all I care about in this game was how, how he played. Um I even sat Elliott too, which I felt like was a, a decent I decision. understand that. Yeah, he's yeah. like not a hundred percent, kind of splitting a yeah. lot and but it was a gritty game. Uh Washington really needed that win and they did not show up. Correct. Um and Dallas, man, nine and four, dude. They're they're kinda they're good, man. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I would not want to play a team like Dallas in the playoffs because they have such potency no, on offense. You see that? Well, they're off. Shit, you see their defense today? Yeah, right. It was crazy. Like sacks. Uh, I'm trying picks. to load up the stats on their defense as you're saying that. It was. Um, it was. Yeah, there we go. That. Oh yeah. Shoot. How many sacks did they get? Well, this One, is the first two, time. Three, four, five. How many hurries do they have? Too. That's a lot. They must have been. Well, that makes sense. I mean, Heineke's what two for twelve? Like I said at one point, like twenty five yards. Like that's how you know their defense is legit. And you have uh, that Diggs dude. He's fucking, Trayvon. Oh my god, he's good. I, yeah, I just this is the first time I, th- I forgot who the three are. I know it's Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, and somebody else that they've mm-hmm. been on the field at the same time this year for Dallas. And man, they looked great. Yeah, I mean, like, and Diggs is like a, a turnover king, man. And this game he had what three pass deflections and like that's that's good defense that means they're only throwing at him so many times a game they're throwing it his way and he's getting a piece of it every time and if you got defense that's that's dangerous and an offense with that potency like that's the makeup of of a winning team and uh dallas is scary man they, they play each other again in two weeks else we'll see if they have a different outcome but um Dallas is looking like a, a serious team coming out of the. Yeah, they they had a little uh, bit of rut like a month or so ago, yeah. and then but the, I mean, but even then, it's like the, their roster is just good. Like they are, they have a good roster, yeah. so it's like you know as long as they can find themselves. That's how I feel about the Bills. They have a good roster. They just got to find themselves, and maybe they did in the second half of that Bucks game. But I don't know. But that those the Cowboys are good, man. They uh, 
tough divisional matchup here. Um, and Dallas getting what four turnovers? Yeah, oh, crazy. That helps. That certainly helps. I feel like they should. Uh, they should have won by a lot more. Maybe if I'm a Dallas fan, I'm not happy with that. But <laughs> four turnovers. But I mean, Dallas. They got, turned they, over a they, times. they laxed a little bit towards the end, and uh, the backup quarterback for Washington. I think it's Kyle, Allen, either Kyle or Brandon Allen. One of those other Allens. Um, oh yeah, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Yeah, they, they he actually mounted the comeback, but um, makes sense. Oh yeah, they were up twenty-seven. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, your scoring drives for this game. The first points of the game go to Dallas. Greg Zerline thirty-five yard field goal is good. Three zip Lee. Then Dak Prescott hits Amari Cooper. There is a uh, uh, and they get a two point conversion. They go up eleven nothing. Uh, there is a fumble gone back the other way uh Micah, oh no excuse me armstrong d armstrong 37 yard fumble recovery touchdown uh to put the uh to put the uh dallas cowboys up 18 yes 18 nothing uh greg zerline hits a 38 yard field goal 21 nothing lead then uh 37 yard field goal 24 nothing third quarter taylor heineke hits uh uh sims it was this. I don't know if you've seen this. This catch was crazy. It was almost a roulade of bounds. I didn't see it. No, it's a pretty highlight worthy play. It was probably one of Cam Sims. Cam Sims. Never I think it was one guy. of Taylor Heineke's better throws. Uh, and they score a two point conversion, twenty four to eight. Greg Zerline hits a twenty nine yard field goal to go up twenty seven eight. And then fourth quarter, Jam- uh, oh piss, Jay Williams, Jonathan. This is Jonathan. Yes, yeah. that sounds about right. Jonathan Williams scores 27-14, and uh, I think they got a, another defensive. It was a 31-yard interception in by Cole Holcomb. That's what it was. All yeah. right. Thank you, my friend. What are our stats on the day? Our stats. We got for Dallas, passing leader Dak Prescott, 22-39, 211 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Um, rushing leader is... Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries for 45 yards, and receiving is CeeDee Lamb, 7 receptions, 61 yards. And for the football team, we got Heineke, 11 for 25, 122 yards, 1 touchdown, 1 INT. Um, Antonio Gibson, 10 carries, 36 yards. Oof. And, uh, yeah, your receiving leader is Cam Sims. Never heard of this guy, but 3 receptions, 69 yards. Nice. One touchdown. <laughs> not too shabby. Not too shabby. Once again, Dallas rolls past Washington 27-20. to Next up, AFC North matchup. A uh, big, pivotal matchup for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they are still in first place in the AFC North, but they fell 22-24 to to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland improves to 7-6. and Ravens at 8-5. and Big news out of this game. Lamar Jackson banged up a sprained ankle. They do not know the severity of it yet, but uh, um, everything kind of catching up to Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. right now, and it's uh, it's it's not looked good. I was singing his praises in the first half of the year. Yeah, This back half has not been kind to him. Not been kind. Uh, I definitely think uh, the way he plays the football, like his, his body is just going to take a beating towards the end of the year, and I think you kind of see that, especially today. Um, but his backup did not play bad. Huntley, he like he kind of ripped it up. He gave him a chance to win the game. I don't know if you got a chance to watch the game at all. Um, uh, red zone a little bit. Yeah. Red, yeah, so, yeah, I figured you watched red zone. But the Ravens had a crazy comeback. Huntley hit, like, a nice deep throw. They got a touchdown, and then they onside kicked it, and they got it. Um, and then the Browns just stopped him on four downs. It looked like the Ravens had, were at a perfect chance to go down and just have a Justin Tucker field goal for the win, but um, they couldn't get the first down. I feel like that's where they could have used Jackson. But, 
This game was was a ton of fun to watch. Um, the Browns stay live. I was rooting for the Ravens as a Bills fan. You, we want all those teams competing. Out. I needed Baltimore to win too. Uh, uh, so that, that yeah, it like definitely hurt. As a Colts fan, you you need them. You know, you need the Browns. I gotta stay. I want to stay ahead of Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what tiebreakers that we have right, right. now, but uh, Cleveland's right there in that mix. There's a whole herd of teams at seven and six right now too. Yep. Um, it's not. It's it's definitely scary times in the AFC for a lot of teams. It's. You know, it starts. You lose one game, and that you're you could find yourself sitting out. And and I think at this point, all those teams that are seven and six, like Bills, Colts, Browns, you got to win out. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to win out. It's, right, Bengals are seven. Yeah, uh, Bengals yeah, are seven yep, and six. They're yep. seven and six. At this point, you got to win out. Um, you know, losing a game is is detrimental, and it's you know the, the Browns needed it more than, more than the Ravens, and they got it. That that fourth down uh, to to get a first down to end the game. That tackle, I don't even know who made a tackle. I want to say. I think it was Joe Hayden. Is he even still on the team? Uh, I think it was his number. I don't even know. But or maybe it was Denzel. Oh no, it was Denzel Ward. That's who it was. Not Joe Hayden. I don't know why I said Joe Hayden. Denzel Ward. He had the sickest tackle. It was just like one on one, and he just lit the dude up um, to get the Browns the win. It was nice open field tackle. But I watched that, and I was just like so defeated. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> just I just want the Ravens to win. Like every time I want someone to win a game, they don't win a game. They blow it for you. Bro. No matter who I want, it could be anyone. It could be two teams I don't even care about. I pick a team, they lose. That's welcome, just welcome, that's just it. welcome to my world, kiddo. Dude, it's insane. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Like man. I'm so much older than I, you. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could go back and look at like the track record of who I wanted in every Super Bowl, and I'm like. I like the, like two times a team I wanted one. It was like the 07 Colts and like the 15 Broncos. Like, right. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> Every it. other team's lost. I um, yeah, so this is a pretty big one. Cleveland's still in the mix to, to win. The, I mean, everybody's kind of in the mix to win the AFC North right now. Yeah, that division's fun, is fun, man. I mean, there's three teams that, that are there, right? Yeah. It, Baltimore's only a game ahead of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And... Um, also, if Cincinnati makes, mess, um, meets up, I've, I don't know when they play, but Cincinnati beat up on Baltimore. If, if Cincy would have won today, they would be first in the AFC North again. Yeah. But it's it's They crazy. play each other to end the season. Week oh, that's going to be big. Yeah, and you got, you know, like you said, Ravens in first by game. Then you got Cincy Browns tied. And then well, it could be big. It could be big. if We got, we don't know the severity of Lamar yeah, Jackson right. yet, like, and that's and, a huge. And that might mean make it even bigger with him out. You know right. what I mean? Like, them two could be fighting for that first place. And, and then even Pittsburgh's in fourth at 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. That's got to be the most. That's got to be the winningest division. And, oh, it uh, has to be. Right? It has to be right now. Um Craziness. Craziness. Love to see it, though. All right, everybody, your scoring drives for this game. Chase McLaughlin, the kicker for the Cleveland Browns, nails a 43-yarder, up 3-0. Then Baker Mayfield hits Jarvis Landry for a 9-yard touchdown, 10-0 lead there. Baker Mayfield in the second quarter hits Austin Hooper. Thank God Austin Hooper finally does something. Of course, he's not my starting lineup. (laughs) 1-yard touchdown strike, 17-0 lead. Uh, Baltimore gets some points on the board with a Justin Tucker 50-yard field goal. Um, Go... uh, yeah, three to seventeen, but they fumble. It's a fumble return for a touchdown. The uh, Miles Garrett, a fifteen-yard touchdown fumble recovery to go up twenty-four to three. Justin Tucker closing moment to the half. Forty-two-yard field goal is good. Six to twenty-four. Third quarter, Justin Tucker fifty-five-yard field goal is good. Nine to twenty-four there. And in the fourth quarter, uh, 
Latavis Murray, one yard. What the, was that sound? Left guard, one yard. I'm suckling on a like, Are you a sock. rabbit? Are you a rabbit right now? Breastfeeding. Uh, Latavius Murray off the left guard for one yard. Completely threw up my groove. 15 to 24. And then uh, the final moments. He touched. Uh, well, I'm trying to get things going. Not the final moments. But the final score of the game, Tyler Huntley uh, hits Mark Andrews for an eight-yard touchdown. 22-24. What do we got in the stats for this game? Uh, the stats, starting with the Ravens. Uh, what's his first name? Hunt, uh, Tyler Huntley? Tyler Huntley. Huntley. Tyler Huntley, uh, 27 to 38, 270 yards, one touchdown. Um, your rushing leader is Devontae Freeman, 13 carries, 64 yards. And your receptions leader, Mark Andrews, have a day, 11 receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Um, for the Browns, you got Baker Mayfield, 22 of 32, 190 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. A very Baker esque game. Um, your rushing leader is Nick Chubb, 17 carries, 59 yards. And receiving, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, five receptions, 90 yards. And that is your stats on that. All right. Very good. Very good. Next up, we have the Jags and the Titans. Jaguars, a whole lot of drama surrounding the Jacksonville Jaguars this past week. Urban Meyer uh, under a little scrutiny. He says uh, a report came out that he... Uh, called his fellow coaches losers, and then the you know, argue with Marvin Jones. Uh, apparently, the Marvin Jones thing wasn't true, but uh, Jay Glazer probably had a conversation with Urban Meyer, and yes, Urban Meyer called his assistant coaches losers. Um, ironically enough, uh, Urban Meyer's a loser too. Um, <laughs> Facts. Twenty to uh, zip victory for the Tennessee Titans here. They improved to nine and four. The Jags fall to two and eleven. Um, Awful, 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 awful. You know, it just makes me more depressed as a Bills fan when you just see that the Jags didn't even score on the Titans and they beat us, <laughs> you know. So, like, that's that's my comparison with the Jags. And and back to Urban Meyer, man, how – if he's not fired by tomorrow morning, that is an atrocity. Like, he's got to go. He's a distraction. They're not good. There's a complete disconnect on the team. You're calling your own coaches losers – and you said that is factual, right? Like, that did happen. Apparently, he admitted to it. Uh, there's all sorts of different reports, like, but Urban Meyer's body language just, just, speaks, just, just reeks of Yes, crash. and, like, every week it's something with this guy. He's just begging to be in the spotlight and not for anything good. And if, you know, you you got Trevor Lawrence, uh, supposed, you know, like, generational guy here. I don't know if he is, but, I mean, you drafted him as if he is, and this coach is not doing anything to help him out. So No. If you're the Jags, you you got to let him go. You got to bring in someone else. You got to just do a real overhaul on coaching and and just try it again. And you still got a quarterback that you can build around. So absolutely, you don't want to waste time with that. You know, you don't want to waste time with that. You want to get a new coach now. That's that's my opinion on on this game. Get a new coach. <laughs> um, and the Titans, Titans looking good. Um, even you know they're still battling those injuries, but. They had Julio Jones back today. They did get Julio Jones, and he had, what, a couple catches, 30 yards or whatever, which is good. You know, good. He's he's back in it. But the uh, the Jags are pitiful, man. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're man, it's – it's I love to see it. Mm-hmm. All right. I honestly, as the uh, resident Colts fan here on the show, I am fully in support of Urban Meyer being a lifetime coach. <laughs> it right. is good. It's fun to watch him just, you know – destroy that team at his own you know character but yeah 
Trevor Lawrence, not the next Andrew Luck. Sorry about that. I, um, I love Trevor Lawrence, but he does not look good this year. I, I, it's a rookie. You get rookie. You get the rookie pass. Bro, he has weapons, and he I, maybe he does. You, you get to me. You get the rookie pass, and and I've said it a million times in the show because you just look at what Peyton Manning did his first year. He he didn't do good. Right, three and thirteen. He did have a lot of touchdowns, but he threw. You know, he had the record for interceptions. But you get that rookie pass. I want him to be good. I don't know. Like, you watch him, though, and it's like even his arm strength doesn't look there. He, he's definitely got a lot of more question marks than a guy like Peyton Manning does. Oh, so, for sure. You know, like Peyton Manning, I feel like you could tell would have been, it was going to be good even that first year. And I don't know because I was still too young to, to actually know that. But just from, like, you know, being a football fan, I feel like that was the general consensus. But but Trevor Lawrence, man, I don't I haven't seen – really My thing with much. this is that I haven't seen any – Change. I haven't seen any like yes, like adjustments. adjustments. I haven't seen a whole lot of growth out of Trevor Lawrence this year. And again, that's most likely because of the coaching staff. Agreed. But, you know, when you have these first overall picks, first round picks that are you know huge, you know, supposed to be game changing mm-hmm. um, for your team, and you see what Trevor, what little Trevor Lawrence has done for this Jacksonville Jaguars team, it is concerning, yeah. right? Even though, you know, you bring up Peyton Manning. Even though Peyton Manning uh, threw as many interceptions as he did, there was glimmers of hope yeah. for him in that rookie year. And that's Baker how it was Mayfield for, is another one. And, jo- like and Josh Allen. I mean, right. like his first year, he, you know, he did a lot of bad. He made a lot of mistakes and just boneheaded plays, but he still, like, he had that play. The it's team like, oh. felt different, though. You yeah. felt more optimism. Yeah. And, with Cleveland, I mean, it was not a whole, you know, a lot of history to kind of argue with there over the last right. 20 years, but Baker Mayfield made. Cleveland feel better. Yeah, they Trevor did. Lawrence does not make no. Jacksonville feel better. I honestly think that. Oh God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. They should have kept Gardner Minshew. That's you know, Gardner Minshew can ball, and I, I don't think good. I don't think you know he's a a dynasty changing guy. But I don't think he's bad, and I feel like I th- every time he's played, he's not been bad. So I don't understand this rap of oh, it's just Gardner Minshew. Like I really think that that Jackson, and I'm not like one of these guys. I, I like a lot of shitty quarterbacks, and I, but I don't speak highly of them as yeah. far as like game changers. Yeah, I feel like Jacksonville finishes like a 500 team with Jackson with with Gardner Minshew under center. You gave him those weapons to work with, and we seen what he did with Philly, right? He understood the playbook pretty yeah. well. I just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, looking at, even just glancing at their schedule, I, I could maybe see that. I mean, they I could, could see them as like a 6-8, and 7-7 eight, seven and yeah, seven team. They, they right could definitely now. have more wins. Yeah. I, I think we could agree with that. And, you know, some of the teams they played are tough, but th- they could have more wins. And I... Like you said, I don't, I don't think Gardner Minshew is that bad. I don't know what the the rap is or the concern with him is, but if I'm Jacksonville, I do the same thing, and I think it comes down to coaching. I still, you know, the, your job as a coach is to make players better. And is Trevor Lawrence really getting better? I don't see it. No, and I don't, I don't, I don't. I can't sit there and say I watch enough Jacksonville football because I don't. But as a football fan, I feel like I know a decent amount, and I don't think he's doing anything that makes him stand out. I no, guess, but no, not at all. So it's not a good look right now for Jacksonville. But yes, Titans win twenty to nothing. Your scoring drives for this game. Deontay Foreman uh, runs off the left guard for a five yard touchdown rush, seven nothing lead. Second quarter, Randy Bullock hits a forty four yard field goal, ten nothing lead there. Third quarter, Ryan Tannehill scrambles off the left end for a five yard touchdown, seventeen nothing there. And in the fourth quarter, Bullock hits a 29-yard field goal, 20 to nothing. That is your final score. What do we got on stats for the day, my man? Stats. We got Jacksonville Jaguars passing leader, 
Lawrence, 200, uh, 24 for 40, 221 yards, zero touchdowns, four INTs. Um, bad. Jacksonville rushing leader, uh, what's his first name? Uh, James Robinson. James right? Robinson. Yeah, yep. James Robinson, six carries, four yards. Yeah. They, wow. Yeah. They had a total of eight carries for eight yards. Wow. Uh, and their receiving leader, Marvin Jones Jr., six receptions, 70 yards. Oof. For the Titans, uh, your passing leader, Ryan Tannehill, 20 of 31, 191 yards, no touchdowns, no INTs. Um, your rushing leader is Dante Foreman. Or De- Deontay, yep. Deontay Foreman. 13 carries, 47 yards, one touchdown. And your receiving leader is uh, Jeff Swaim, three receptions, 45 yards. Grody. All right, that is that game. We are moving on to uh, a NFC West team and a AFC South team. The Seattle Seahawks on the road uh, defeat the Houston Texans thirty-three to thirteen. They improved to five and eight. Houston's two and eleven. Uh, I know I've been saying on the podcast in recent weeks that Seattle's probably out of it. Mm. Well, looking at the rest of the NFC uh, and the, who's right there in a wild card spot. Uh, it's actually not as far off as I originally thought. So I apologize. I misspoke. Seattle is very, very much alive at 5-8 and eight right now. I don't have a whole lot to say about this game. I know Houston was winning at one point for a little bit. A lot going on. Davis Mills announced as the uh, as the rem- the QB1 for the remainder of the season. Terod Taylor, even if he reco- recovers from his little injury, uh, will not assume QB1 duties. Davis Mills, they have to see what they have in Davis Mills before they attack next year's draft. So... I completely understand that that choice. But, um, yeah, Seattle getting a much-needed win here. Don't have too much to say about this game. Uh, Houston has, like, no fans in the, in the stands <laughs> right now. Their tickets are going for as low as $4. Wow. It's uh, it's. I feel like they'd have to pay me to go to the game. I would pay $4. You know what, though? It depends who they're paying. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would not because... Ticketmaster, Vivid Seats, all you places like to run those uh, those processing fees. That'll yeah. make the ticket like fifty four dollars. Yeah, I'm, right. Yeah. I'm about that. Life. Yeah, yeah. I'm not about. They'd that have life. to pay me to go to the game. <laughs> uh, they, they would. Um, yeah, my only takeaway from this game you get is, free tickets in a local it, Houston Happy Meal. Yeah, Dallas right. Happy Meal. Yeah, and I want like a Deshaun Watson <laughs> and a Dolphins jersey bobblehead for, for my parting gift. But uh, you know, I think my only takeaway from this game is Tyler Lockett finally looked kind of alive for once. That was kind of nice. That is nice. But, uh, you know. The game you expected it to go one way. And... Mommy, I wanted the SpongeBob toy. I didn't want Texans tickets. <laughs> yeah, right. you're gonna go to the game. You're gonna like it. You're gonna sit there and watch bad football. You're gonna like it. Awful. Oh, horrible. Right. Poor fans of Houston. Uh, um, wait, they have those? Uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> scoring drives for this game. Davis Mills opened up scoring uh, with a touchdown pass to B. Jordan for a five-yard touchdown. 7 nothing lead there. Field goal from uh, from Myers. 38-yard field goal for the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks. 3-7 to there. And then Seattle scores another touchdown. Rashad Penny, 32-yard touchdown. 10-7 lead. Second quarter. Kaimi Fairbair to the Texans. It's a 21-yard field goal. Uh, tied at 10. And then the Hurt Locker comes out. All right. Russell Wilson is Tyler Lockett for a 55-yard touchdown, 16-10 lead. Kaimi Fairbairn, 61-yard field goal, 16-13. Third quarter, Myers, 38-yard field goal is good, 19-13. And then in the uh, in the fourth quarter, Russell Wilson hits Gerald Everett for a touchdown, 27-13. And, oh, wait. Eh, we're going to pile on one more. Rashad Petty. Penny, 
47-yard touchdown rush, 33-13 is your final score. Let's take a look at the stats. And your stats, passing leader for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, 17-28, 260 yards, two touchdowns, zero INTs. Your rushing leader is Rashad Penny, 16 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns. And your receiving leader is Tyler Lockett, five receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown. For the Texans, you got Davis Mills, 33 of 49, 331 yards and one touchdown. I don't feel like that's horrible. Um, Rex Burkhead, 11 carries, 40 yards is your rushing leader. And receiving leader is Brandon Cooks, eight receptions, 101 yards. And that is your stats on that. All right, let's take another look at oh, we'll take a look at another ass whooping that occurred today: Kansas City and the Raiders, forty-eight to nine victory for Kansas City to improve to nine and four. Las Vegas, uh, they're having another second half collapse that they've had a lot under the uh, the, the history the, repeats itself. Basically, man. under the John Gruden era, their second. I mean, I know it's not the Gruden it's still era anymore, a Gruden season, but technically, yes, uh, second half collapse, and it does not look good. Yeah, it was not. It was very one sided throughout most of the day. I honestly think that. Well, let's see. Las Vegas only scored it, you know, in uh, this. Well, they scored in the second. They scored in the third. But I think at one point, uh, Kansas City had a twenty-eight or thirty-five nothing lead on them. It was. Uh, oh, it was it definitely was, twenty nothing at one point. It was. If I remember because I was watching the game. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> dude, it's it's crazy. The Chiefs are nine and four, and in my mind, they're the best or second best team in the NFL realistically, but based on the way they've played all year, how the hell are they nine and four? Right. You know what I mean? Like based on just based on the 13 games they've played in, I feel like they are lucky to be nine and four. I just think they put like Mahomes has been horrible this year. Yeah. And it's just crazy. They and then you look at the bills on their stride, I guess. And you know, the bills are another team that's been in a slump, but I think the bills are, better than the chiefs this year and they find themselves at seven and six and i don't i mean it's every team goes through sumps and i guess it depends on where you're at in the season but they're just quiet they're just quietly nine and four they're gonna end up being they, the first team the first seed it's it's certainly possible it's, it's gonna, certainly it's possible happen. um yeah not much to take away from this game except kansas city just i, I think I, I seen a crazy stat around halftime of this game where like casey is like the the score the point differential between these two teams over the last two games is is filthy it's it's unbelievable it's it's very one-sided between the just that like between raiders season? and kansas city the, the, the two games that they if, played if i could do quick math the chiefs scored 89 points against them this year and the raiders have scored uh 23 so, so 89 to 23 yikes in two games. that's disgusting <laughs> big yikes um your scoring drives for this game start off with a nice fumble <laughs> all right nice fumble there uh, let's see who recovered it. Uh, Matt, Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes recovered it and scored. 23-yard touchdown fumble recovery. They go up 7 nothing. Then Patrick Mahomes hits Damian Williams. Or is it Darrell? Daryl. Daryl. Damn it. <laughs> close. So close. Daryl Williams uh, for a 23-yard uh, touchdown, 14 nothing lead. Clyde Edwards-Elair uh, goes off the uh, left end for a five-yard touchdown, 21-zip. Second quarter, Mahomes hits uh, Josh Gordon. I forgot he was in the league for a one-yard touchdown, 20 I forgot he was in the league, nothing. too. I watched the game. I, <laughs> <laughs> and then Clyde Edwards-Elair off the left guard for six yards, 35-zip. Uh, then Raiders, comeback season. Dan Carlson, 26-yard field goal is good, 35-3. Third quarter, Harrison Bucker, 54-yard field goal is good, 38-3 lead. And then Derek Carr hits Hunter Renfro for a four-yard touchdown strike. Uh, thirty, no, excuse me, nine to thirty-eight. 
getting there, getting there. Uh, Chiefs, Garrison Butker, 37-yard field goal is good, 41-9. And then the final points of the game, uh, D. Gore up the middle for 51-yard touch. Damn, they threw in their backups. I, never, I didn't. That was their longest run play of, the, of since 2019. That makes perfect sense. Right. A 51-yard touchdown run mm-hmm. to just bury them. Uh, forty-eight to nine. What do we got on the stats for the day? For the stats, I'll start with the Raiders. We got Derek Carr, your passing leader, thirty-three of forty-five, one touchdown, one INT. Um, rushing, you got Josh Jacobs, nine carries for twenty-four yards. In receiving, you got Hunter Renfro, thirteen receptions, one hundred and seventeen yards, and a touchdown. That dude needs to be on the Bills next year. I I love him. Renfro's great. He's great. Um, for the Chiefs. Your passing leader, oops, I just ate my mic, uh, is Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, uh, 20 for 24, 258 yards, two touchdowns, zero INTs. Um, your rushing leader is Derek Gore after that big run. He had nine carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. And receiving is Tyreek Hill, four receptions, 76 yards. All right, very good. Next up, New Orleans and the New York Jets. The Jets finally eliminated from playoff contention with a loss here. Saints win 30 to 9, improved to 6 and 7. They are right there in the wild card uh the mix for that 6 and 7th spot in the NFC. Not a whole lot to take away. Alvin Kamara back for this game and uh the obviously the offensive point scoring uh shows that. They yeah. no doubt showed it. Um I don't have a whole again, I don't have a whole lot to say. Jets terrible terrible year. We kind of expected it. Um, all of us, and, and yeah, it is it is a wrap on the Jets. Pretty much twenty twenty one season. Right now, you're just dra- you're just moving for draft capital. That, that's you're playing for draft capital. You're playing spoiler, and uh, it's such a weird spot to be in too because you got Zach Wilson, and it's like, do you draft a quarterback? <laughs> like, if you get a high high enough pick, which they're nah, there's no quarterbacks worthy of it. I don't even pick. know the. I usually don't know much about it until like it's playoff. Happens. It's not quarterback heavy. I, I would be surprised if a quarterback goes in the first ten rounds or not the first time, ten Jesus. picks. Uh, I know what you're picks. saying. Yes. It's not even ten rounds. Yes. But yeah, I know what you mean. That would be shocking to me either way. Someone always goes in the top ten quarterback wise. Usually like, they'll force it. You think? Yeah, somebody will like, overdraft. Like Geno Smith. EJ Manuel year. I don't even know where they went, but I know like they went way too high. You know, <laughs> yeah, big yikes. So. Uh, yeah, let's just get right into the scoring drives and stats for this game. Uh, Brett Maher, twenty-three yard field goal is good for the Saints, three nothing lead. Uh, second quarter, Eddie Pinero, thirty-six yard field goal is good, tied at three. Then Alvin Kamara for the Saints, sixteen yard touchdown rush, ten to three, and Eddie Pinero hits a forty-six yard field goal, keeping things interesting at ten to six. Third quarter, Brett Maher hits a 31-yard field goal, 13-6 lead. And in the fourth quarter, Maher hits a 37-yard field goal, 16-6 lead. And then uh, Taysom Hill off the right end for a two-yard touchdown, 23-6. Jets hit another field goal. Eddie Pinero, 36 yards, 23-9. And then a final touchdown, Taysom Hill off the left end for 44 yards. Game, set, match. Saints win 30-9. What do we got on the stats for the day? For the stats, we got Matt's favorite. Tyson Hill is the passing leader for the Saints. Uh, 15 to 21, 175 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Your rushing leader is Alvin Kamara, 27 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Nick Vanette, three receptions, 44 yards. For the Jets, uh, you got Zach Wilson is your passing leader, 19 of 42, 202 yards, no touchdowns, no ints. Uh, your rushing leader is also Zach Wilson, four carries for 33 yards, 
And your receiving leader is Braxton Berrio. Six receptions, 52 yards. Big woof. Big woof. All right. Next up, NFC South matchup. The Falcons keeping themselves right in playoff contention here with a 29-21 victory against Carolina on the road. Uh, again, not a whole lot of takeaways from this game either, but Cam Newton did get benched and put in again because P.J. Walker was so bad. <laughs> How they, many times is Cam Newton going to get benched in one year? <laughs> he wasn't even on this team for that long, and he's been benched more than anybody. <laughs> I know. Like, honestly, he's been benched more than like any quarterback, I think, in the league so far. He's been benched like two or three times. Yeah, he's, he's boo-boo. <laughs> he is, and then P.J. Walker was not good either. Uh, but you know, yeah, not, not much for this game. Um, the Falcons are doing enough to hang around there for a playoff push. And it makes me ner- a little nervous, not, not thinking they'll get there, but they play the bills in a couple weeks. And if that game has any meaning, that just makes me sweat more as a bills fan. Um, Matty Ice, though, has really not been impressive this year. No, he's been very mediocre. I had to start him in fantasy this week, and I, I hated it. I've been choosing between him and Kirk Cousins every week, and it's it's choosing between, like, dirt and, like, rubble. Like, I don't know. It's just <laughs> mud and rocks. Yeah, like, yeah. literally, like, rocks, mud, dirt, toilet paper. Like, yeah. So I got to throw one out there. So, <laughs> you know. Relatable. It's, yeah, it's not good. But, yeah, you know, good win for the Falcons, uh, you know. Six and seven, just like everyone else in the uh, NFC, and Cam Newton is doo doo. He is. <laughs> he certainly is. Uh, all right, first quarter scoring. Cam Newton, uh, speak of the devil, off the left end for a twelve yard touchdown, seven nothing lead, and then Cordero Patterson off the left tackle for five yards for the Atlanta Falcons, tied at seven. Second quarter, we have a uh, we have a pick six for the Falcons. Say what? Two weeks in a row, I think. At least two weeks in a row. Um, Walker. Walker. Uh, 66-yard pick six. Dang. And, yeah, not good for Carolina there. And then they hit a field goal. At, uh, this is the next score. Young Way Koo. 32-yard field goal is good. 17-7 lead there. Third quarter. Chuba Hubbard off the, uh, the right tackle for a 17-yard touchdown. 17-14. to And then Atlanta hits a field goal. Young Way Koo, 38 yards. Is good twenty to fourteen, and then Matt Ryan hits Hayden Hurst for a three yard touchdown. Another guy who just kind of hasn't really done anything this year. Twenty six to fourteen lead. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter, Young Way Koo. It's a forty eight yard field goal to go up twenty nine to fourteen, and then the final points of the game. PJ Walker hits Robbie Anderson for five yards and a touchdown. Twenty nine twenty one. Your final score. Your stats on the day. Um, your stats, Matt Ryan is your passing leader for the Falcons, 19 to 28, one touchdown, zero INTs. Your rushing leader is Corderell Patterson, or as my buddy in fantasy goes, Scorderell Patterson. Because, I like that. Yeah, it's, he's been lighting it up for him this year. He's good. Yeah, he's been good. He's been a good pickup, and he does score from fantasy. So, um, but he's the rushing leader, 16 carries, 58 yards, one touchdown, and your receiving leaders, uh, Russell Gage, four receptions, 64 yards. And on that Hayden Hurst comment you made, I cannot believe how bad he is. I just feel like he should be a lot better. <laughs> like, he's just a good receiving. You'd think he'd be a good receiving tight end, but whatever. Um, for Baltimore, he was all right with Baltimore yeah, for a I little just, while. I feel like he's always a guy that's like, oh, okay, is he going to break out? Is he going to break out? And then he doesn't. Yeah. Um, but your stat leaders for Carolina, passing uh, Cam Newton, 15-23, 178 yards, no touchdown, and one INT. Your rushing leader is also Cam Newton, 10, uh, 10 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. 
And receiving-wise is uh, Robbie Anderson. He had seven receptions, 84 yards, and one touchdown. God dang. All right, everybody. Next up, New York Giants and the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers winning 37-21 to to stay right there in the playoff mix. Uh, they improved to 8-5. and five. They are the current 5 seed right now in the AFC. The Giants, not in good shape. 4-9 and nine they're sitting at. They are in trouble uh, probably not too far. Well, based on the division, uh, let's say they're they're not good. It's it's not going to be good for them. No, they need to fire their manager. I I think it's their GM's got to go. Yeah, like Gettleman needs to go. Is that that's his name? I think Gettleman. yeah, they got Gettleman. He he needs to go. I don't think that dude knows one lick about football. No. Um, in every week, it's they're just disappointing. I, I think that they, there's a lot that needs to be broken down. Um, mm. from for this giant squad, a lot that has to change. Um, myself and Brian will be looking into it with the Losers Club. I have already also stated on the, in recent weeks on what I think the Giants should do in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Giants fans are going to want to hear it, but it's it's got to be done. That's that's kind of where I'm at. But we'll explore that further uh, when we get to the Giants for the Losers Club after the uh, film room studies. Uh, Justin Herbert was amazing in this game. Do you see that, that like 60-something yard like throw? Like That was 60-something yards. By air, I heard about it. I didn't see oh it. I heard God. it was like like the, the whole pass was like the. Like he the it was crazy. He got flushed out of the pocket, moved to the right, and planted his feet and and just, uh, bombed, and it just bombed it. It was crazy. Darius, uh, something Guyton, 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 yeah, uh, caught a big touchdown. So that was uh, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, the Chargers, Chargers are good. Uh, I definitely think they're a team that's gonna once they hit the playoffs, they could lose first round. But you know what? As a char- if I'm a Chargers fan. I love my situation right now. You got a franchise quarterback. You got good weapons, good team, and you don't even know they might even make some noise. They, I might be wrong, but they, they have a good team. I would trust the Chargers against the Chiefs again or something like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, they still got to play each other for the second time. But. I think I just think the Chargers are like a couple pieces away from being like a dominant team in the AFC, yeah. but they're definitely a team that can upset and make a run. Um, and it, it really all comes down to the quarterback. And Herbert's a jump, man. I did not like him coming out of college, and he's proving me every week that uh, <laughs> I'm I'm dumb and don't know anything. And yeah, uh, along with my fantasy team, like, all, <laughs> they also tell me that too. So, uh, but the Giants, yo, I I liked when they're like good. I like like when they had like Eli Manning back in the day. Like the Giants were like a fun team. Like they were like so random, you know. Like you never knew if they were gonna win or lose. They're a fun team to watch, and I just. It's like sucks that they suck. Yeah, it's like especially for a big city market like that. That's what I mean. It's, it's like meme. They have everything. no good teams. No, they don't. And I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> they suck. I'm a Mets <laughs> fan. They suck. They just lost everyone in off. Although they did get Max Scherzer, that was kind of cool. But you know, the, 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 now I'm off sports. I'm off on different sports. But you know, New York teams are <laughs> the Jets. They suck, and the Giants. They suck, and. Either way, uh, oh, they, need, no. they need to do a lot. What happened? Allen hit a walking boot on his left oh, foot. Oh, yeah. They were, they, he, oh, got, he injured that during sore. the game. Okay. Yeah, they were, like, rolling it out. Uh, I think he's going to be fine because he played the rest of the game. Okay. So they're probably just being precautionary. All right. Um, and if not, uh, I'm going to jump out the window behind me. Um, <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow, so he won't be here. Yeah, I'll jump out the window at uh, work, I guess. Okay. So. All right. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Scoring drives for this game. Uh, the Chargers open up with a touchdown. Austin Eckler off the left tackle for a one-yard touchdown. 7 nothing lead. And then Mike Glennon hits Elijah Penny. Uh, Rashad Penny's, I think, brother or cousin. 
Mm. Uh, Three-yard touchdown. That was a big thing today that both of them scored a touchdown on the same day. It hasn't happened yet, so that's pretty neat. Uh, mm. Tied at seven. Then the uh, the pain train keeps coming. Bolt up, whatever you got to say. <laughs> Justin Herbert hits uh, Josh Palmer for a 12-yard touchdown, 14-7. to seven. Second quarter, Dustin Hopkins, the former Washington football team kicker. 27-yard field goal is good, 17-7 to seven lead there. Then Justin Herbert hits Jalen Guyton. It's Jalen Guyton, not Darius Guyton. Jalen Guyton for a 59-yard touchdown, 24-7 to lead there. Third quarter, Dustin Hopkins, 28-yard field goal is good, 27-7. And then uh, Hopkins is a 39-yard field goal, 30-7 to lead. And then finally, another touchdown, Justin Herbert hits Jared Cook for a one-yard touchdown, 37-7. to Fourth quarter, Mike Glennon hits Saquon Barkley for 18 yards, 13-37. to And then a touchdown, Mike Glennon scrambling. Looking like Lamar Jackson out there for a seven-yard touchdown run. The uh, final points of the game. I think they got a two-point two conversion as well. But, yeah, Chargers win 37-21. What do we got in the stats for the day? Stats for the New York Giants. Uh, passing Mike Lennon, 17-36, 191 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. You know you're in trouble when he's your quarterback. <laughs> uh, Rushing-wise, you got Saquon Barkley, 16 carries for 64 yards. And receiving-wise, you have Kyle Rudolph, two receptions, 66 yards. Um, for the Chargers, you got Josh Herbert, 23 of 31, 275 yards, three touchdowns, zero INTs. Your rushing leader is Austin Eckler, 12 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. And receiving, you do have uh, your boy Jalen Goyton. Guyton? Goyton. Yeah, it's Guyton, but I like Goyton. Goyton. Jalen Goyters. <laughs> We're just going to call him uh, that, that guy. Three receptions, 87 Uda. yards, and a touchdown is your receiving leader for the Chargers. All right. Next game, Detroit Lions could not follow up after their big victory last week against the Vikings. Denver beat the shit out of them. 38-10. to Denver 7-6 and six right now. Yeah, man, they are right there in the wild card race. This mm-hmm. it's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Good for Denver though. I did not expect them to uh, win many games this year, and they are right there. Um, yeah, they're seven and six, and it's crazy because next week they play the Bengals, and they opened up as favorites at really? home against the Bengals. So if they win that game, the Bengals could be done at seven and seven, and the Broncos could be looking pretty at eight and six. I mean, that's a huge game. Um, but the Broncos do have a tough schedule left. Oh, I think they're playing Saturday too. Um, or is it Saturday or Sunday? It says Sunday at four. Okay. Uh, and it's that's just, where they flexed it. To, that's what it yeah, was. That's this is where the end of the year gets weird with no college with the flexing. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because it's like you know the Broncos have a tough schedule. If they got to get in the playoffs, they they got to win game. They got they play you know they play the Bengals, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. So if they make it, it's not really fluky at this point because they got four hard games to play. Yeah. Um, and the, the Lions, they have to be eliminated today, right? I think they're still alive. Shut up. I think. I could be Imagine wrong. Imagine being 1-10-1 and your first win comes at, what, week 13 or whatever it was in I think the I think next week they can be eliminated because you got to consider who the wild card mix right now is everybody 6-7. and seven. So, and it's based on losses as well, so... Um, so they have they could win four games. They'd be a they'd be right there. And of course, things have to happen. They'd things, be five eleven and one. Yeah, things have to happen. Yeah, but I uh, mean, like it's, it's next to impossible. I think if one team wins, one of those six and seven teams win next week. Yeah, um, I think they're pretty much yeah done. It's just crazy to be winless and in the hunt. 
that <laughs> oh I know old ten and one or whatever it was one eleven and one yeah, yeah. it's it's and it's wild it's it's just crazy uh. um, but yeah you know lions are boring. <laughs> Uh, I did. Do you see what they did for Demarius Thomas? It was very nice. It was very. And the very Lions. Nice. I've seen the one Lions uh, defensive tackle goes. All right, just chill, guys. They're doing their thing. Yeah. So it was. It was. It, it was, was really, really cool to see them honor him. Um, he actually. I don't know if he still holds it, but he held the record for most catches in a Super Bowl the year they lost to the Seahawks. Oh, really? Yeah, he had like twelve or thirteen catches that game, even though they only had eight points. Yeah, he was a phenomenal player, he man. Was, it was sad. Was awesome. I loved. That. I loved him. He was great. I, you know, I, as a Peyton Manning fan, I really watched. Denver and Demarius Thomas. Yeah, he was great, man. I it was, I don't even know what happened to him exactly, but it is sad. And some I heard a seizure or something in in, in his house, and it, I, I I don't know what after that, but yeah, yeah. Denver did a really good job paying cool. tribute yeah, to DT. So really, really neat. Uh, your scoring drives for this game. Javante Williams had a monster day up the middle for five yards, seven nothing lead there, and Melvin Gordon up the middle for one yard, fourteen nothing lead. Uh, Jared Goff for the Lions hits Khalif Raymond for a seven-yard touchdown. And then uh, something Patterson. Who cares? 36-yard <laughs> field goal is good. 10-14 to 14, uh, f- at the top of the second quarter. Brandon McManus for the Broncos hits a 52-yard field goal, 17-10 to 10 in the third quarter. Teddy B hits Javante Williams for a 10-yard touchdown, 24-10 lead. And then Melvin Gordon hits a 14-yard touchdown rush, 31-10, to 10, fourth quarter. Uh, oh, God, this guy's name. Teddy Bridgewater hits Aqua, Aqua Bunyan uh, 30, <laughs> for a four-yard touchdown, 38-10. to 10. What do we got on the stats for the day? Oh, man, I love that. <laughs> uh, your passing leader for Detroit, Jared Goff, 24-39, 215 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Uh, your rushing leader is uh, Craig Reynolds, 11 carries, 83 yards. And your receiving leader is Amon Ross St. Brown, Eight receptions, 73 yards. For the Broncos, Teddy B, your passing leader, 18 to 25, 179 yards, two touchdowns, zero INTs. Your rushing leader is Melvin Gordon, 24 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns, and receiving Noah Fant, four receptions, 51 yards. Have a day, Broncos. Yep, not too shabby for the Denver Broncos. We, uh, you know what, David, it's, it's time. It's time for you to do your thing, my man. We have the Bills and the Buccaneers. The uh, Bucks winning thirty-three to twenty-seven in overtime, improved to ten and three. The Bills fall to seven and six, losing two straight for the first time in a very, very long time. Um, yeah, have a way. I don't even know where I start. Where do I start, buddy? I okay. This game is literally decided by referees. And I don't I, I mean there's so much more into this shit. There's so much more coaching boneheaded. Let's start with McDermott. Why are we playing conservative? Last year, we won games because we were aggressive. And then something happened this year where you're turtling up, you're punting the ball, you're going for field goals. Tom Brady is a wizard. He's the best quarterback of all time. You don't want to just give him the ball. That's not how you win football games. They do a fake punt on fourth and two or fourth and three or whatever it was. If you're going to go for it, put your best player on the field. Josh Allen should be out there. Then the next possession, they have their offense out there, and then they run them out to punt it at like the 50-yard line. Why are we doing those things? That makes no sense. 
I can attest and at least say, thank God we did not use our three timeouts in the third quarter like we did the previous game. <laughs> so we at least had our timeouts this week, and look at that. We used them, and it came in handy. But Sean McDermott, man, I love you as a coach in, in terms of building the culture of the team, building these guys up. But during a game, you don't have the slightest clue on what you're doing, and you need a wake-up call. You need to go back to being aggressive. You can't be ponying up. You got Josh Allen. He is a weapon. He should be having the hand, the ball in his hands at all times. Um, you should be going for it on fourth down. You should not be punting it and kicking these field goals and playing that way. Secondly, it was nice to see Josh Allen get more attempts running the ball. 12 carries for 109 yards. He is our best player. The ball should be in his hands at all time. Watching that first half was pitiful. We didn't even have one rushing attempt the first half, which is fine because we know we don't have a run game, but I feel like you need to come up with some creative play calls to get the run game involved, even if it is Josh Allen. It it doesn't make any sense. The second half started giving me some hope, um, and this is my, my grievance with the NFL. The referees are horrible. They are god-awful. I don't understand what it is, but every single game I've watched since I was seven years old, the Patriots or Tom Brady always get the benefit in every single game the Bills play against them. They get every call every single time. It's disgusting. That end of the game, it's third and two on like the seven-yard line. Allen throws it up just to Stephon Diggs. How is that not a pass interference? It, the guy's grabbing him. I'm staring at a screenshot of it right now. Grabbing his jersey, grabbing him, no call. If Tom Brady bitched, he would have got that call. I don't understand the lack of consistency and there needs to be something implemented like the common sense law in this game. I just can't stand it. They need someone up in the booth that is like assuring that these calls are the correct calls and that needs to be a job because the people on the field clearly cannot do their job and they're incompetent. And I don't care if I'm making excuses for the Bills because, you know, obviously they made a lot of boneheaded decisions too, but when you're battling, you know, the goats of quarterbacks and the refs, you're never going to win. It's disgusting. Um, and then, not to mention, aside from that call or that we did not get on third down, the Bills decide to just throw up a fade to Stephon Diggs on third and two with 30 seconds left. You got the whole field. Use it. Run two yards with Allen. Get the first. Clock it. Score a touchdown and win the game. Right. I don't understand. I just don't understand the decisions that are going through these people's heads that are coaching the, the game for the Bills. I, I don't even, honestly, after watching that game... I don't really have an issue with the, any of the players and the way they played besides the offensive line. They looked they're, like they're, That offensive line needs to be completely they, reinvigorated. They need to, yep, they need to be overhauled. They, they looked horrible. Josh Allen is running for his life, and he's still keeping us in the game. Um, our run defense needs to improve a little bit. We, we cannot be giving up 50-yard runs for touchdowns. I don't care if it's once a game. You cannot be doing that every week. Uh, but other than that, coaching is killing us. Brian Dayball needs to go. I don't care. I've been saying it since the day he got hired. You know, he he needs. I I will stand by that every every week. He needs to go. I I don't don't understand a third and two on the seven throwing a fade up to Stefan Diggs. I get he's your best player, but what is the point of that? You have the whole field to use, and you need two yards. You are taking everything out of the equation to get that first down. Um, even Tony Romo in the game was saying, this is where you should just give it to Josh Allen, let him run up to the right side or, you know, run an option for him to decide what the defense is, is calling up there. Let him change it at the line. Why are we doing a fa- I just, I don't get it. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I could keep ranting, Matt. I just, it, it's, it's disgust. The bills are seven and six. This was a playoff 
team, this was a Super Bowl contending favorite in the beginning of the year, and we're seven and six. We can't beat good teams. We lose to the Patriots. We lose to the Buccaneers. We lose to the Colts. We lose to the fucking Jaguars. Like, I don't understand why we are bad besides the fact that the coaching is letting us down this year. They're just letting us down. They're not giving us a chance to win. I don't care if, like, the only time I've ever agreed with something the Bills have done this year is when they went for it on, like, fourth and one at the goal line against Tennessee to win the game. Like, that, I would rather lose that way every single week than fucking punt the ball away and then not get the ball back. Right. It's just, I'd rather play aggressive, play to win, don't don't play to tie and lose. I just, I hate it. I, I'm so annoyed with this fucking team. But if they get, I'm sorry, I'm just cussing. But no, it's fine. I swore I, a lot last time. It's cold. just so aggravating. It's the only, if they, but but this is my new outlook right now. That second half did give me hope as a Bills fan because their offense has not been able to figure it out. Um, you know, they, they did look good on Thanksgiving against the Saints, but in most of these games lately, like that Jaguars game, um, they, you know, they lost that, uh, the Colts game, the Pats game, the first half of this Bucks game, the offense has been non-existent. That second half, we looked like a team that could actually contend, compete and win. Um, and we were outplaying the Buccaneers the entire half. We deserved to win that game. If they play like that going forward, they can actually finish the season in the playoffs, I I don't even care. We can beat any team, and I I believe that I truly do. We have you know Carolina next week. We're opened up as twelve point favorites. I feel like that's pretty, pretty. Uh, I don't know. That's just not. They shouldn't be that favorited based on the way they've been playing. But right. twelve point favorites. They got they got to beat the Panthers next week, and then you do have two games against the Falcons and Jets. That should be three wins right there that get get you to ten and six. But they do play the Patriots one more time. If they want any chance to definitely make the playoffs, they got to win out. They got to win the next four games. Right. So many teams are seven and six. They need they need to beat the Panthers next week. They got to go into New England and beat them after that embarrassing loss um, on Monday night. And they they need to show the, the the football world that the Bills can actually win a dang game against a good team. Um, and I feel like they can because they're losing these games by like a possession, but. They need to be better. They need to coach better. He, McDermott gets outcoached every game, and he needs to be better. And if he says anything other than that, like, he's wrong. Like, these games are coming down to him and Dayball and the rest of the coaching staff. Right. No no doubt, man, no doubt. So, yeah, uh, tough loss there for Buffalo in overtime. They did make things interesting in the second half, but, uh, but yeah, let's get to your scoring drives for it. Leonard Fournette, 47-yard touchdown rush, 7 nothing lead. Early in the first quarter. Then Ryan Suckup hits a 23-yard field goal. is good. 10-0 lead at the end of the first. Second quarter, Tyler Bass hits a 21-yard field goal, 3-10. And then uh, Brady and the Bucks piling on a little bit. Brady hits, uh, hits Mike Evans for a 13-yard touchdown to go up 17-3. And then uh, Brady actually runs up the middle. Well, this is QB sneak more so. 24-3 there. Third quarter, Josh Allen hits, uh, or excuse me, he takes off for an 18-yard touchdown rush, 10 to 24. The Bucks hit a field goal with Ryan Suckup, 24-yard field goal is good. And in the fourth quarter, Bills, uh, it's all Buffalo. Josh Allen hits Dawson Knox for 15 to uh, tighten up to 17 to 27. Josh Allen hits Gabriel Davis for a four-yard touchdown uh, to bring it 24 to seven, and then Tyler Bass hits a 25-yard field goal to tie it up and go into overtime. And in overtime, the Bills had one possession; they went three and out. 
Uh, no, they didn't. It wasn't three and out. They did, I think, one first down, and then they went three and out. And then Brady on third and three hits uh, Brashad Perriman for a 58-yard touchdown strike, 33-27 to to put the game on ice. What are our stats on the day? Here's stats for the day. Passing, Josh Allen for the Bills, 36 of 54, 308 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Rushing, Josh Allen, 12 carries, 109 yards, and one touchdown. He should be the rushing leader every week. Um, receiving, Stefan Diggs, st- seven receptions, 74 yards. And for your Buccaneers, Tom Brady is your passing leader, 31 of 46, 363 yards, two touchdowns. Your rushing leader is Leonard Fournette, 19 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown. And receiving is Chris Godwin, 10 receptions, 105 yards. All right. Let's move on to our next game, the San Francisco 49ers making things interesting. I believe they they go to overtime, too. What game is this? I was calling. Uh, yes, they did. Uh, 49ers and Bengals. Yeah. Yep. Where 49ers win. Uh, I think Bengals scored in the first possession. Then San Francisco got a touchdown. They went 26-23. to They improved the 7-6. and Bengals dropped, dropped their second game uh, straight. But, yeah, what a uh, exciting game. I know uh, as a Colts fan, I hope that they, you know, they get into a playoff position and they put themselves in a spot where they control their own destiny. Uh, I needed Cincy to lose and I needed Buffalo to lose, and they both gave me heart attacks at the end of the, those games. Um, fortunately for the Colts, both went right. The Colts are at the sixth seed, but uh, Cincinnati is on the outside looking in. Cleveland is actually technically ahead of them right now. Mm-hmm. But um, This game was good, too. I mean, the it was bang- a very good game. The Bengals came all the way back. Jamar Chase even had uh, a touchdown, like, with, what, 20 seconds left or something I like believe that, so, yeah. To, to tie it up. Uh, that and that that was awesome. I, I love Jamar Chase. That it was just a game where, as a Bills fan, I'm also in the same boat where I needed the Bengals to lose. Um, so watching them come back, as you know, I'm just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but uh, you know, they go into overtime, they lose the game, uh, which I was happy to see. Um, but you know, these this was a good game all in all. Uh, it's nice to see San Fran kind of get back in the swing of things. I feel like they're just a low-key dangerous team. They're playing really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how they kind of match up against the rest of the NFC in the postseason because I think they're going to make it in. They they should. I mean, like, they're playing the Falcons, Titans, um, Texans, and Rams. I mean, I don't know. It's They got a couple of tough games in there, but, uh, you know, the way that NFC is, it's it's definitely doable. It's 7-6 and six for them, and uh, they, they, their, their team is just weird. It's like they, they, they have a like a low key complete team, and it's like if they make it in the playoffs, they could upset you. Um, no, no doubt, no doubt at all. It's uh, yeah, but both very good teams. This is a lot better match than I think a lot of people, yeah, um, were expecting. Your scoring drives for this game, first quarter, Robbie Gold, thirty three yard field goes good, three nothing lead there, and then uh, McPherson. For the Bengals, ties it up at three with a 37-yard field goal. Then Debo Samuel off the right end for a 27-yard touchdown. That is wide receiver Debo Samuel. I believe he's had a rushing touchdown in, a, in like a huge stretch of games now. So he's doing really well for himself, I think. It, I forgot what the exact stat is, but it's pretty significant. Um, 10-3 to lead for San Fran. Second quarter, McPherson, it's a 28-yard field goal to make the score 10-6. to uh, for but San Francisco still in the lead. Then Jimmy G hits George Kittle for a 14-yard touchdown, 17 to six at halftime. Third quarter, Robbie Gold 24-yard field goal is good, 20 to six lead for San Fran. Then in the fourth quarter, uh, jo- uh, Joe Burrow hits Jamar Chase for a 17-yard touchdown and then a 32-yard touchdown to make the score 
uh, 20 all in overtime. McPherson hits a 41-yard field goal, 23-20. And then Jimmy G answers back. He hits Brandon Ayuk for an 11-yard uh, touchdown. Uh, they reviewed it. And, um, and yeah, 12-yard 12 12-yard 12 touchdown. And uh, that was game 26-23 for the 49ers. What do we got for the stats? For the stats, for San Francisco, your passing leader is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 27-41. 296 yards, two touchdowns. Your rushing leader uh, is Jeff Wilson Jr., 13 carries, 56 yards. And your passing, or I'm sorry, receiving leader is George Kittle. Have a day, 13 receptions, 151 yards, and a touchdown. For the Bengals, your passing leader is Joe Burrow, 25 of 34, 348 yards, two touchdowns, no INTs. Your rushing leader is Joe Mixon, 18 carries for 58 yards. And your receiving leader is... T. Higgins, five receptions, 114 yards. All right, very good. And on to our Sunday night football game, Chicago at Green Bay. All right, the Packers defeated the Bears 45-30 to last night, Sunday night football. Pretty uh, pretty fun showing there for a little while. The uh, The Bears had them on the ropes for a little while, and, uh, and then Aaron Rodgers, things happened. Your scoring drives for this game are as follows. Cairo Santos was the first points on the board for the Bears. 23-yard field goal is good. 3-0 lead. Second quarter, Justin Fields is Shaquem Grant for a 46-yard touchdown. 10-0 the Bears lead early on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has Alan Lazard for a 2-yard touchdown, 10-7. And then they get a pick 6 to go up 14-10. Uh, the player who uh, made... The interception was uh, R. Douglas, 55-yard pick six for the pack. Justin Fields hits Damian uh, Demir Bird. Yeah, I believe it's that. Uh, D. Bird, my apologies, for a uh, 54-yard touchdown, 17-14, Bears back in control. Then a uh, a punt gone wrong. The uh, Jakeem Grant hit returns a 97-yard or a 47-yard 97 yards to the house for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, Bears up 24-14. to 14. Then the Pack rally back. Aaron Rodgers hits Devontae Adams for a 38-yard touchdown, 24-21. And Cairo Santos, final point to the first half. Cairo Santos, 44-yard field goal is good. 27-21. Bears leading in half. Third quarter, Aaron Jones, 3-yard touchdown, 28-27 lead. And then not too long after that, an eight-second drive, Aaron Rodgers hits Aaron Jones for a 23-yard touchdown, 35-27. to And then they pile on a Mason Crosby field goal to go up 38-27. to Fourth quarter, Aaron Rodgers hits Devontae Adams for three yards, a three-yard touchdown, 45-27. And then pretty much garbage time, Cairo Santos hits a 43-yard field goal, 30-45. to Packers win it all. Stats on the day, Justin Fields, 18-33, 224 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Leading rusher was Justin Fields as well, nine attempts, 74 yards. And a leading receiver, Demir Bird, two catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. For the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, 29-37, 341 yards passing, four touchdowns. Leading rusher, A.J. Dillon, 15 attempts, 71 yards. And the leader receiver, Devontae Adams, 10 catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. But that is it, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so much 
for listening to this episode as always. Um, it's always great. It's always great to recap football with, uh, you know, with you all. Of course, shout out to uh, to David, who's not he's not able to finish the episodes because we we record we finished so late. But it's always a good time. It's been a lot of fun this year so far. Looking forward to more of these. Thank you so much, and on behalf of Dave, David, and I, till next time, the two point conversation is good. <laughs>